This is the Famous Friends Podcast. Showcasing and recognizing talent among our friends and future friends. Welcome to the Famous Friends Podcast. I'm your host, John Luca, joined by my beautiful co-host, Selena. And a very... What? Selena, what did you say? I said, why, thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. I'm a bit delayed on my end. It's the prehistoric um, internet that I'm dealing with right now as we are doing this digitally. So my apologies in advance. But we are here with a very, very famous guest. Someone I've known now for a few years. I'm so happy to have her on the podcast. Miss Victoria Rhombus, welcome. Hello, thank you. You are very welcome. Where where are you located today? How far away are you from us? Here's our, hang on, let's start with some ASMR. Oh. Do you hear that? Oh, what a beautiful sound that was. (laughs) Next one would be glug, 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 glug. Yeah. I'm going to join you. I'm going to join you. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, I poured mine first, I guess. You know what? For, For the record, we are opening delicious Muskoka beers. I'm going to let you choose what I have. So okay. I have Tread Lightly. Okay. All right. That's what I have right now, actually. Yeah. I have the Muskoka Craft Lager. For our Lager. listeners. Okay. What was that? Say that again. Muskoka Craft Lager. Booyah. Yep. Right there. Okay. Uh, I have a little bit of this guy left, the Muskoka Blueberry Treasure, which is absolutely delicious. That's that new new. That's new new. That's, that, that's the new new. That's that new new, though. I have a Hazed and Confused which actually I love the label, Victoria. So cool. Crispy mm-hmm. rebrand on that guy. Eh? Oh man. Delightful. I saw it. I'm like, wow, super yeah. cool. And then I have this guy here. It's kind of like save the day, squeeze? but it's not save the day. It's squeeze the day. It's a play on seize the day. Ooh, right? seize it's the squeeze day. Squeeze the day. Squeeze the day. It actually looks really cool. So I think I'm going to go apart from Selena because you're, tre- you're drinking the tread lightly, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, actually, I have a cream ale. Oh, here. wow. That's your staple nice. right there, Victoria. I'm going, I'm going very classic. I'm going OG today. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's actually my one of my favorite ones. I'm going to go with the craft lager. Are we nice. ready for this, though? Yeah, I'm going to boomerang it. Three, two, one. Very nice. Honestly, if there could be a sound of the heavens, it would sound like that. I swear it sounds to so you. satisfying, eh? Right? It's like after a long day, you hear that sound, you're like, oh, yeah. There's something else. Oh, good. yeah. That's what I'm saying right now after a long day. <laughs> but uh, sorry, I derailed us by starting to drink my beer. Oh, you absolutely not. Me, That's, we encourage that here on the Famous Friends podcast. You, I think you asked me where I am right now. Yes. Right? Yep. I'm in Toronto where I live. Well. Um, of course, so I work for Muskoka Brewery. Um, our brewery is based out of Bracebridge, um, but I am a territory manager for Toronto Core West. So I live in the beautiful Annex neighborhood of Toronto. Which is up and coming. I absolutely love the annex. Okay. Like, let's go. I love this neighborhood. It's amazing. Well, welcome. And I'm so happy that we can like have a face-to-face digitally. Kind of cool. I and know. share a beer. Cheers each other. Let's cheers. cheers. So a great podcast. Cheers. Yeah. Do it. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. The reason why I brought you on is because, one, you're extremely passionate about beer, which I, I firmly and truly love. But, two, you're making waves in your industry. You're killing it out there, Victoria. Like, thank you. You're really welcome. Thank you. And like, you know, having you here is such a pleasure because we can just have this back and forth all day. I feel like I can just talk beer with you and Selena all afternoon long. I mean, 
I'm sure other people are not going to like that. And people have to get to like dinners and whatever. You got to walk the dog or your in Selena's case, she has to walk her cat, but that's okay. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know if you heard her. She was just scratching at the door. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. Yeah. But you know, oh which God. leads me, Victoria, let's start this off on the best possible note as to what and why did you get into the beer industry? Yeah, it's, um, I'll say like I got into the beer industry in sort of a non-traditional way. Um, John Lou and I have a beautiful mutual friend named Diana. I met her uh, doing my undergrad. I went to York for environmental studies. Um, And of course, when you're doing your undergrad, you're of legal drinking age. So you're experimenting. (laughs) Um, And it's interesting, like in all of our classes and our courses, we were doing all of all of these projects on like being vegetarian on factory farming on fair trade and stuff like that. So I was going through this sort of phase where I was like really reevaluating where my food was coming from, where my coffee was coming from. And then, you know, you after class, you'd go get a beer at the campus bar and you'd be just like drinking garbage, right? Like you'd be drinking really sort of processed stuff And I'm sitting with all of these like beautiful, like vegans and, you know, all of these people that care so much about their food and what they put in their bodies. Mm -hmm. And yet they weren't, I just sort of like started picking up on the fact that they weren't really extending the same amount of thought to what they were drinking. So I started thinking about it sort of like around there. At the same time, I was like starting to go to beer festivals and stuff with friends. So I had sort of like I've never really been a wine person Mm -hmm. and like, you know how in high school you just like swear off hard liquor for a little while. I mean, not that I drank before legal, (laughs) not that I drank before legal drinking age, but uh, that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so like it was really like beer was the drink for me. So I just started sort of learning more about it at beer festivals. I really liked the vibe. And then in like third or fourth year, I can't remember, I had done this paper it was like a commodity chain analysis and you had to pick a certain industry or a product and follow it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I really, really loved the idea that with beer, like you pick it up, you buy it, you drink it, and then you bring the container back to the beer store and it gets recycled. Yeah. And like you, you close that loop, right? Yeah. And you don't really do that with other stuff. We used to with like milk and a lot of other products, but yeah, really in like this day and age, that's the only product we really do that with, right? So yeah, it's the one that I remember most growing up. My dad is always like, Oh, can you go put this in the cantina? The beer yeah. the beer can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I it was just like a confluence of a couple different things. I was like hanging out with people that love beer. I really liked the sustainability aspect of it. I really liked that it was full circle. Mm-hmm. Um and then I went to York. So in my last year there was a gigantic strike. So I was off of school oh, for a really yeah. long time. I remember and that. due to that and a couple other things, I became like really, really burnt out and sort of like, like disenfranchised with post-secondary and with school as a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, why don't I just get like a fun summer job doing something that I want to do? And I ended up getting, like I just applied to every single brewery that was within driving distance of me, like literally every single brewery. Yeah. And I ended up working at Amsterdam Brewery in wow. Leaside. Yeah. And it was just like started from the bottom. Like I not that anyone at a brewery is bottom. Would it be like street team? Like you were part of like their promo, like street team, going to different events, handing out beer, stuff like that. 
or in I brewery? I did everything, everything. Jen Liu. I was working mm-hmm. in the tap room. I was doing events. I was working tours. I learned how to host events and like everything, everything. Fun. So you had a fun wow. summer. Yeah. I ended up working there for like a year and a half, I think. And then ended up getting the job at Muskoka and I've been there ever since. Oh, diehard like, Muskoka it, brewery. It'll be five years oh, wow. in May. Yeah. Wow. I was just going to ask. Nice. Hence it's the... kind of like, I don't know a, a lot of people in our generation that worked for the same company for like five years in a row. Right. I mean, I guess at the radio station where I met John Lu, but yeah, then after I'm like, yeah, moving on. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> I, I think the stat is uh, with our generation is that you're going to switch not jobs. You're going to switch careers seven or more times in your lifetime. I think and I heard right. that too, yeah. That just plays on the whole fact of like, you know, our short attention span or, you know, one path leading to another. And in this case, you fall, you fell in love with beer, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, just being passionate about something and actually finding your career that aligns with it. So like, yeah, you seem to be happy here. So that's awesome. I, yeah. I think she's more than happy. She's rocking yeah. the most retro, so cool Muskoka red hat, which I love. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Wicked. We should post that later. I know. That's awesome. um, we actually on the retro, oh, I wish I had it in this room, but we just launched a retro t-shirt and it's got like the OG cream ale branding from like 1996 on it. Because if you do some quick math, that means 2021 is our Don't 25th anniversary. Oh. Nice. How old so are we? We're, <laughs> yeah, we're, that's, that's yeah exactly. Cool. Can't wait to celebrate that with you guys. And, you know, with Muskoka, that, that's a big milestone. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's pretty big. We're, like I said, Muskoka Brewery was founded in 1996. Mm-hmm. There's a couple breweries in Ontario that are like... 30, 35 years old. Um, but we're up there with sort of like the pioneers of craft beer in, in this province for sure. So getting into the brewery, what was your first position? What was it like? Like, you know, first steps through the door. I started in like May of 2016, like I said, and my first gig at Muskoka was a role called the Toronto community rep. So I was, I've always been based out of like GTA Toronto for the brewery. Um, I was doing, essentially I was trying to find ways to break through in the Toronto market Mm -hmm. at like a very grassroots ground level. So I was sponsoring events. I was doing samplings at people's office buildings, like six, seven times a week. I was doing basically any like small scale event that I could really, really connect with the customer directly and try to get them to have like an experience that they'll remember with Muskoka Brewery Um, to sort of like, to be a point of difference to get them to connect with the brand because Bracebridge is two hours away, right? Like most people in Toronto don't go North of like Bloor. Right. Hmm. So getting them to go all the way to Muskoka is, is a bit of a struggle. Yeah. So So we decided as a brand a long time ago to to really try to bring the Muskoka experience down here to Toronto and to everywhere that you drink the beer. Right. That's nice. That's really That's their cool. branding. Yeah, yeah. The and Muskoka chair. When you hear the Muskoka chair, you feel chill. You feel oh, like it's a bit of you're a at the cottage. Yeah. You're drinking the beer, right? I get that's so nice. I like that. Yeah. So But on that also my... too, like you you brought not only their brand, but they make a fantastic product. Like, you know, yeah. you just tying the two together. It's magical. I'm very lucky that 
I get to sell like really, really good beer. Oh yeah. It um, makes it, makes it a lot easier. I mean, like I, um, I'm envious. I, I'm, I'm like, you can't, I may be red in this, you know, <laughs> complexion on, on the screen here, but I, I'm green. I'm green with envy. <laughs> with envy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you, I, I guess I'm like the most or the least uh, knowledgeable in beer just to be straight with everyone here <laughs> so well, because, so. like, i'm so excited and i'm just like yeah i know nothing about beer i just i guess i drink more of the light side of the beers because i tend to gravitate towards those or maybe a fruitier beer so like i've, I've seen what you've had now and you you were so kind to send us a few so i picked up course, a lighter beer but i know i've been i've been wondering how and i've probably heard it before but how do you do you want to explain to us how beer is made i know it's very basic but I've yeah heard it. <laughs> yeah um i will say so after i was the community rep just to like finish the thought from before let's do it yeah. after i was community rep i ended up taking a job um called uh like the toronto north sales rep okay um mm. And so Toronto North included the beautiful, exotic, fantastic, amazing Woodbridge Vaughn area, which is where I met you, John Liu. Um, and uh, I was up in like Markham, Richmond Hill, all of those sort of areas of the GTA, really trying to like, that, that was my first sales rep gig. Mm-hmm. And then now, after a couple of years doing that, now I'm the uh, the territory manager for Toronto Core West. So I take care of like, from Young Street to Keel Street, from the 401 down to the water. Nice. Congrats. Nice. Thanks. Closer to home for you, you, too. Real cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always lived downtown, so it was a little bit of a trek out to the north areas, but it was worth it. I really, really liked getting to know that area of the city, obviously, as you can tell. Well, I know. And it, especially, too, when you, when you talk to someone, it's like, oh, well, what do, do, what do you do? It's like, well, I work in business. And what do you do? I work in finance. Like, what do you do? It's like, I work for a brewery. You're like, you're the cool kid. You're the cool kid in the room. <laughs> yeah. People ask me that all the time. They're like, so, so like how much free beer do you get? Yeah, and like, exactly. That's the, that's the, first, the first question for people. sure that you honestly, <laughs> like, it's like, so you get free beer. Like that is for <laughs> sure. The first question. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Um, but sorry, I feel like Selena, I probably interrupted you. Ask no, no, no. We, we're getting there. We're getting <laughs> there. Like you're, time, you're, so. exactly, you're the friend that I would be like, okay, so we're at a bar. Tell me what I should order because I have no idea. <laughs> right. And uh, like, yeah, I don't know much about beer. I just kind of go off the advice of like friends who know more about beer. And they're like, oh, you're, you're going to like this one type of thing. So like, I guess the basic basics, just if you could quickly explain how beer is yeah. made and then kind of like maybe how you kind of go into recommending for people. Well, like, first of all, I don't want you to feel bad that you don't know a lot of beer. Like, I arguably know too much about beer. Like, you are normal. I'm, I feel like <laughs> I'm the one that's not normal. Um, oh, well, thank you for trying to make me feel better. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, yeah, so I can go into, like, the brewing process. Mm-hmm. If you are a brewer and you're listening to this podcast, I apologize in advance, but I am going to simplify this. Okay. Um, do it. Do it. Yeah. Full disclaimer. I, you know, the, break it down for us, though. We're, we're simple things. Like, we don't yeah. need the science. We don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you like the basics, all you mm-hmm. need to know. Um, so there's a couple different uh, processes. There's four ingredients in beer, right? I'm sure you've heard of them: barley, mm-hmm. uh, yeast, hops, and water, right? So barley is the grain. The first step in making beer is malting that barley. I'm gonna make through this. I'm gonna make a couple comparisons. So think about Selena. Yeah. Do you drink coffee? 
All the time. So you know how there's like different roasts of coffee beans, right? And you can get okay. coffee beans from different areas. Yeah. When you're malting barley, the longer that you roast it, the longer that you kiln it, the different, like you get different flavors out of it. Similar to how you would roast a coffee bean. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I'm getting So this. after that process, you mill the grains, the barley, and then it gets to the brewery. Mm-hmm. And you do, the first step in the brewing process is called the mash. And at this point, you're putting the coffee beans into the water, right? Mm-hmm. So, or the, think about it as like a tea leaf or something like that, right? So you basically the process is you're using that malted barley and you have to heat it up in hot water. And the, the process is more complicated than I'm going to make it sound, but mm. you're turning the starches from inside the grain to sugars. And the reason why okay. we need sugars is because at the end of the process, spoiler alert, yeast eats sugar and breaks it into two things. CO2 and alcohol. Oh, yes. Yes. Which is the, the key to beer, right? Yeah, so you, you need you bubbles need that, and you need booze. To feel the, feel the good vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's what the hot water is doing to the grain when it's in the mash. Mm-hmm. After that, it boils for a little bit. So think of it as like a sweet liquid. You put it into mm-hmm. a different tank mm-hmm. for the watering process. And at this point in the process, I want you to picture like a French press coffee maker. Delicious. Okay. So, okay. It's basically there's a false bottom in the tank Mm. and the way that you would press the top thingy of a French press of coffee, it concentrates all of the liquid and separates it from the ground up grain kind of thing. Okay. That's the easiest way I can describe that process. It's a big French press. It's kind of like a French press. (laughs) Yeah. Or like. I like these. Yeah. If you were to make tea, Mm -hmm. it's like contained in a bag, right? So like that's the way that you would filter out the actual tea leaves. But Mm -hmm. in beer, we do it through a lotter. Then you boil it again in a different tank. And at that point, that's when you add the hops. So hops do a couple different things. They act as a natural preservative, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. They add a lot of flavor and they add a little bit of bitterness as well. Um, after you boil it with whatever hops you want to use, you send it into the fermenter. Um, and at that point you pitch in the yeast. So you can use a couple different kinds of yeast. If you want to brew an ale, you use one style of yeast. If you want to brew a lager, you use a different style of yeast. Again, oversimplifying. Um, and then you let it sit. You let the yeast do its thing for a couple weeks. And again, that yeast is going to break down all of those sugars that we had converted in the mash phase into bubbles, into booze. And then you're going to start making some beer. Super cool. After that, yeah. So after that, you can filter it, which some breweries do. At Muskoka, we have a centrifuge. Yes. Um, Yeah. Uh, You were telling me about that. So centrifuge is basically that ride at the CNE that spins really, really fast. And you get stuck to the side of the the ride. Yeah, with centripetal force. I think there's one at Wonderland too, right? Like nightmares it was or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, Faith Hill uh, uses the term centrifugal motion in that one song, This yes. Kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, same process that we're going through with beer. Um, nice. It basically separates all of like the bigger particles of the yeast, of the hops, of the malt, whatever that might be still stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Um, pulls it out so you have some nice clear beer left over. And then at that point, you send it into a, con- a conditioning tank. And then after everything sort of like all of the flavors get to know each other and some different, the beer cools down, some different processes happen there. Um, you send it to get packaged. Wow. That's wicked. Thank you so much for explaining that. Well, insert um, round of applause. 
you know, it's, right it's, here, it's, like, geez, like, you put a full disclaimer out before, yeah. but that was pretty in depth. Like, I'm impressed. It's, that's like the easiest way I can explain it is to compare it to something that you already know, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so like I, I love said, coffee. I have it every morning. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. No problem. And like a brewer would take you through this and make it a little bit more scientific than I'm making it, but. Oh, no. No, that's okay. Uh, there was something that you mentioned that Muskoka Brewery has a, that uh, maybe other ones don't. What was that again? It's like the center field. It's like the spinning. Yeah. Centrifuge. 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 That's, it. Centrifuge. that's yeah. what it's called. That's so there's good. a like there's a couple different ways you can filter beer. Um, oh, and basically okay. the only reason you would filter beer is just to get rid of any particulate. Specifically in like North America, we really like crystal clear beer. If you mm-hmm. go over to like Belgium or Germany or even in like the UK, they like their beer a little bit cloudier correct um because it's a little bit more traditional over there but in north america we really prefer it like pretty clear um that's changing a little bit but i digress um other breweries would use something called de diatomaceous earth it's like fossilized algae that's when we can get like really nerdy and weird um but that it like coagulates with particulates in beer and like filters it out for you Mm. <laughs> I like John that Lou word. loves my John Lou loves my big words, but um, she reads like all kinds. Like when she's not doing things, she must read every single book in this place. Like we started this podcast, I'm like, what are you saying right now? Yeah, I said the word extrapolate, and extrapolate—that's the word. Almost pooped his pants over there. Yeah. <laughs> How do you spell that? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what, what he said. That's yeah. why we know each other so well. Oh my god, that's so. That's oh really funny. God. Uh, we're not gonna get into Jonathan's grammar. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I suck, guys. I, I I honestly, man, like if it wasn't for sports, I would have failed high school. I'm so sorry. About oh my that. god! Like, and then I, I I'm so envious of so you guys, okay. and you know, you're so articulate. I'm just you. like, please dumb it down for me. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I read, I read, like you know, I'm picture just books. here, like I don't know anything about beer, and you're like, I don't know how to read. No, <laughs> we gotta get you, John Lee. We gotta get you doing like crosswords or something. Oh my god! Like, you know what? I've been playing this game that like helps you become more articulate on my phone. I've been trying to do like dedicate 10 minutes a day to it, but I suck. I can't get past like the three letter matchups. It's terrible. Oh, it's a start. I know it's a start. It's a start. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> uh, bring, bring things back here a little bit to, you know, Miss Victoria yeah. and what she does so well. Um, I'm just going to not going to beat around the bush. You're, you're a really cool kid. You're the cool kid in the room. And I want to kind of know what makes your job so cool. Um, well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for calling me a cool kid. I've never been a cool kid. So extrapolate this is... that, Victoria. <laughs> I will. I will extrapolate it. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of amazing parts about my job. Um, the people I work with are incredible. The company that I work for is amazing too. Like, I don't want it to sound too much like I'm drinking the Kool-Aid in terms yeah. of like hyping up Muskoka Brewery, but as like a young professional, Muskoka Brewery, I've never worked for a company that like invests in me the way that Muskoka does. So it like, it's very rewarding in that way too. But in terms of like the day-to-day stuff, just every day is different, which I love. Um, I can work from home. I can work from the car. I can, you know, if this were the normal times, the before times, I probably would have taken this podcast from like a bar and been like (laughs) drinking. We would have loved to have been in a bar together. Believe that. Um, yeah, and I would have joined I just, you. <laughs> I get to know a lot of people. I get to meet like a lot of different people from different walks of life. Um, mm-hmm. And I just get to introduce people to beer a lot too, right? Like the majority of people don't 
know a ton about beer, right? They are just probably very like surface level into like casual beer drinking, which is amazing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but being a person that like could possibly have the responsibility or the opportunity to like introduce you into this thing that I really, really care about and I really mm -hmm. love, it's a very like special thing. It's very nice. It's a very exciting part of it. Um, and I like, I mean, Selena, you were saying like, if we were at a bar together, you would probably ask me what to order, right? Totally. Yeah. Like I love being able to find you something that you would like and like you taking a couple sips and then like loving that beer, nothing would make me happier. We got to do this one day though. Like I'm holding you to that. I would love <laughs> no. that. I would love that. Bring it even when further. Pat so we're going to go up to Bracebridge. Like we're going to oh, go yeah. to the brewery. Victoria's going to be there. You have to go. It's so beautiful up there. And the brewery is so amazing. Everybody that works there is so awesome. I miss them so much. I haven't been able to go up to the brewery as much as I wanted to in these past like months, obviously with COVID, but mm -hmm. you got to go see the brewery. It's amazing. I'm going to add into that as well. Mm -hmm. um, I've had the the pleasure of serving a lot of your staff, you know, at Porcello Cantina. Yeah. And so that, you know, like salt of the earth people, like you're just so mm -hmm. genuine mm -hmm. and caring. Like, you know, when someone oh, yeah. says, how are you? they're actually saying how are you it's like they're listening I wanna know. it's not like yeah. they're saying how are you doing good good ciao for now you know it's like they're like how's your day and they're like listening to us be like you can be like i'm having a bad day and they'd be like so what's what's the matter like can i help you out like th that's the type of people that work at muskoka and i love that you guys are able to like build that culture you don't have that. That's so nice. Yeah. Well, and if I may, I would like to extend that right back to the culture at Porcello. Like I have never felt mm -hmm. more like family anywhere else. I absolutely, for listeners, I met Gianluca obviously at Porcello. Um, I met him doing one of the most memorable sales pitches of my life to an account. Um, oh, wow. We can tell that story later, but um, mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. I got the opportunity to bring our entire sales team to Porcello for drinks and dinner. Um, and you guys treated us like family right off the bat. That's that's the way we roll. Shout out to Anthony from Shout our out Anthony. episode two. The, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's when, when everything you know, it's all open now, so we can all go and sit down and have a a beautiful dinner together. I would love that. You know, and uh, I'm gonna bring this back a little mm -hmm. bit to you know your your knowledge on the beer making process, and it sounds like you've you kind of done it before, Vic. Mm -hmm. I think you've made your own beer, no? I have, yeah. Ooh. I've brewed I brewed my own beer. Maybe, maybe once or twice. Maybe once yeah, or twice. Or maybe ever. <laughs> like, um, say that. For those who hey. didn't notice, like, you can't see it, but she just flicked dust off her shoulder. I'm not too sure. I, like, the 90s kids do nails. that, Victoria. She yeah. like, just flicked. What, what was that? <laughs> Listen, I, t I said right off the top, you guys think I'm cool. I am not. This I, is. I, I, yeah. I thought that was cool. That's like your thing <laughs> now. I don't even know how to do it. <laughs> so lame trying to do it right now <laughs> no yeah so i've made a couple beers um i've couple done brewers. a couple mm -hmm. couple brewskis a yeah. couple brewchachos a fumble rookie. um mm -hmm. i've uh done a couple home brews with some buddies but i've had the opportunity as well with muskoka we have a problem uh program called the moonlight kettle program um mm -hmm. where you get to brew your own beer from start to finish you get paired up with like a brewer, obviously, we're not just going to like let you loose on the brew house by yourself if you've never done it before, but um, a brewer and then someone from a department that you probably have never really worked directly with, like someone maybe from finance or like maybe in distribution or something like that. Oh, cool. So oh, wow. it's also like 
it's you, you get to learn about the brewing process, but it's also team building. Um, yeah, this program is like one of the main reasons that I wanted to work for Muskoka. Um, but I've done two of them now. The first one was like, I think in 2018, 2017 or 2018, it was called Break It Down Brown. It was a sour brown ale and it was incredible. Thank you. And then the second one I made back a year ago, a year ago, like March, um, for International Women's Day, I brewed a Brett Saison called You Bread a Work. And it had lemon and rose hips in it. It was awesome. Say that again. What was it? It was, so it's it was a Brett Saison. So oh, Brett okay. is short for Brettanomyces. It's a strain of yeast. It's like a wild yeast. Um, yeah. So the easiest way I can like explain that is like, you know how sometimes if you want to make bread, you can buy like dry active yeast, the little like okay. pebbly looking things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas if you want to make sourdough, you have to make your own starter and propagate it for a couple weeks, right? Mm. So it's kind of similar in the brewing process. We have like brewer's yeast that you can use like a couple times, repropagate it, but it dies out eventually. So that's like a sac, saccharomyces strain, whereas like Brett is a wild strain of yeast. So it would create a sourdough, if you will, or like a wild ale. So we used that. We got to exper- experiment with that with uh, my beer called You Bread a Work. It's a RuPaul reference. I love and- that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you have like the can somewhere? Like we got to get a shot of I that. I do. I do. It's out there. Do you want me to go get it? Yeah. Go or, get or it. Or we can get it out. Or no. Up, okay. Up no, it doesn't matter. We it's can totally take a picture of it and post it. I just want people to see this because that's like the coolest thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah, I brewed my own beer. No yeah. biggie. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really cool too because like me being in sales, I then got to sell that beer to people. Right. Like you hear how excited I am about the beers that I don't make. Like I don't put my hands on. Right. Imagine me selling you the beer that yours. Exactly. Oh, my. Exactly. How how would God's tears? (laughs) Do you know what Jesus tastes like? (laughs) Have you ever been to the pyramids and licked the lime? This is what it tastes like. I'm telling you. (laughs) Like, Like. I've never attended one of your sessions. So like, how would you kind of go about it? I am, now I'm curious. I got to like. <laughs> like leading a tasting or something? Yeah, sure. Like, how would you go about showing this off? Hey, guys, I'm Victoria. Welcome to Muskoka Brew. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Sure, oh, if you want, I can tell you the story of how I got the tap at Porcello. Oh, okay. Yes. Tell that. Which is kind of funny. I don't even know. John Luca, you probably don't even remember. No, I don't. But. So I was just like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed sales rep, bopping around Vaughn Woodbridge. And of course, like I drove past Porcello all the time. And I was like, that looks like a really cool spot. I did some research. I looked at the website. I looked at the menu. And I was like, okay, this restaurant obviously really, really cares about their menu and their food. They probably should extend the same amount of care to their beer list, right? Mm -hmm. So they're probably going to be interested in craft beer. So I call up the restaurant. And I'm like, hey, is anybody there? I would love to drop by some samples. And it's Anthony. And he's like, yeah, okay, come by. And so like. (laughs) I love that impression. (laughs) Like playing it so cool, even though he's such a teddy bear, obviously. He is. And so I bring samples to the bar. Um, It's like 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Like nobody's there. The restaurant's closed. Um, And then like the next day or something like that, he's like, okay. So uh, you think you guys have some pretty good beers? why don't you come here? My bar manager is going to be here. Some of my guys are going to be here. And why don't you tell me why I should buy your beer? And I was like, all right. 
<laughs> like, sure. Fair enough. And I'm, meanwhile, I'm like driving around, I'm like, who's this guy? Like telling me why I should tell, you know? Um, but anyway, I put together a nice little presentation. I was like, I'll show this guy why he should buy this beer. Put together yeah. like a little presentation. I did all my research. I looked up all of the numbers of like how well the beer sells and all of the LCBOs and all of the stores around the bar, right? And basically like the nitty gritty to your question, Selena, Mm-hmm. is that I put together literally all of the information I possibly can and I present it to a customer like Anthony in a way that like if he said no it would seem like a bad idea right like I make it seem totally. like a really really good idea to buy beer from me because it is Muskoka Brewery is an incredibly well-selling product and it's very well For made sure. and it's high quality hands down and and I'm like drinking it right now. Right. And like it. the level of service that we deliver, as you guys know, you've met my colleagues, like absolutely. It's a no brainer. But anyway, yeah. So I did this like pitch to a like a picnic table on the patio of like John Luca. Oh, Mike, I remember Tanyos. this now. You remember oh, this? Oh my god, I remember this. <laughs> and I'm so handing cool. I'm handing out like little plastic cups of the, all of these beers to these guys. And I, we were on the long table. Yeah. At the long table and another little like shoulder nail buff. Yeah. I am a level three Prudhomme beer sommelier. So I, I do know how to lead a tasting. Oh, beer sommelier. You have a level three. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. Wait, hold yourself right there. Sure. What is a beer sommelier? Just so people know. Thank you. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's the same as like a wine sommelier, right? Like the word sommelier just means expert. Oh. Um, so I've done I'm going to use this word now. Sommelier. I've, I've done training through a program called Prudhomme. There's like, uh, that's like a Canadian beer certification program. There's a couple in the States. Like the most famous one is Cicerone. You may have heard of that. Um, but yeah, it's it, essentially the same as like, it, it lends the credibility of being like a wine sommelier, but for beer. Cool. That is so cool. All right, now bring it back yeah. to your pitch. Okay. I'm, I'm happy. So. <laughs> anyway, so I'm handing out these little cups to everybody, like tasting the beer out. I've given you all of these numbers on how well it sells and why you should do it. And like basically at the end of it, Anthony just looks at me. He's like, so would you like one tap or two? And I was like, I will take two, please. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. And and I bet Anthony it just wanted to see you and try the beers. So he's like, yeah, yeah, come on in. Yeah. Feed us some beers. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, fast and forward to today. I think you guys have a top takeover I'm at sure, Coachella yeah. right now. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. crazy. But I think more so we were looking to invest in the person and the product. You mm-hmm. know, not, it wasn't about the sales pitch. It was just about like you stand behind your product. Your product's freaking wicked, awesome, super califragilistic, expialidocious, <laughs> so good. So it's like, yeah. And actually we, that night you dropped off product. I was there that night, like you know, because I, I used to work at the beer store four and a half years. Like, mm. it's uh, it's mm. like okay, like what do you think about this? What do you think about that? It's like, and I'm like, no, Muskoka is like legit. Like, we need them in here. It's like, all right, well, it's just coming in tomorrow. Huh? All right, cool. Like, you know, and then one thing after the other, and you you had this wonderful, really, really like jam packed knowledge. Like, you could have, we could have thrown any question or asked you any question. You'd be like, yeah, know that there's a stat here. It is uh, LCBO it's 27 and seven selling this, 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 and this. You're like, wow. You're like, okay, she came in guns blazing. We respect you. Like, and that's it. Thanks. Yeah. That's, that's to me, like, it's the way to do it. It's like, if you have your facts, if you're fact driven in the way that you sell, there's absolutely no reason why people should say no. 
And at the end of the day, if that's all of the stuff that you present and people still say no, like I can feel good about what I've done in my day. You've done your job. I've done my job to the fullest extent. Um, I will say like there is like a little aspect to that of being a woman in a very male dominated industry that I have to have all of my facts. I can't possibly say that I don't know the answer to that question Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. else my credibility will be shot, right? Because of preconceived conditioned ideas that people have in their head about women in the beer industry. Um, Mm -hmm. So like a lot, I will say a lot of that is just me being like a perfectionist type A. I want to know my shit going into an account, but a little bit of that is that I I have to know that stuff. I have to know twice as much as my male colleagues, you know? Mm -hmm. Good on you. Yeah. Like I, I, know what you mean about that but yeah and on that like i i was told that you have a society of beer drinking ladies yeah that's a great segue yeah you see that That, yeah well you helped me with that thank you very much um yeah tell me more so yeah so the society of beer drinking ladies is a absolutely wonderful organization it was co-founded by some beautiful friends of mine um and it's it essentially just like a safe space for women to discuss beer, to drink beer, to mm-hmm. enjoy everything beer related where they don't have to deal with that stuff, right? With people saying, are you sure you want that IPA? It's kind of bitter. Like, are you sure you're going to like it? Or I've had that, yes. Exactly. Stuff like mm-hmm. that, right? Just like all of the microaggressions that come with being a woman in like a male dominant space. You can just remove all of that. You get to walk into this like venue where it's women pouring the beer, women explaining the beer, women drinking the beer, or women identifying, I should say, too. Very inclusive space. Um, And yeah, it's just, it feels good. It feels safe. You can commiserate. You can bond. You can have a dance party. You can be feminine. You can like, you know, talk about your favorite Sephora lipstick at the same time as drinking a beer and not feel like one negates the other. You know what I mean? I love it. Where can I join? (laughs) Yeah, tell us. You can follow them on Instagram at Ladies Drink Beer. There's a website. um, And of course, like everything they do, profits go back to uh, the Canadian Women's Foundation too. So like there's that aspect of it as well. Um, And there's going to be a virtual event that they're throwing, I think, in May. People can look that up if they want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But nothing compares to one of the events in person. I started going... A female colleague of mine at Amsterdam, her name is Heather. She brought me to my first bevy, they're called, like the female oh, beer that, event. I know what clever. that means. Yeah. I like that. Um, and like it just had such a profound effect on me that oh nice. Ever since that, like I made it my mission to bring someone new, bring someone else into that space as often as I could. So like every, they used to have monthly events. Like Every month that I could go, I would bring someone new, someone I had met at like one of my accounts, like a female bartender that was like getting super into beer and wanted to know more. I was like, come with me. I'll Mm -hmm. bring you to this. Like, if you don't know anybody, you know me and you can come with me because like it had such a huge effect on me. I met Jen, one of the co-founders, Jen Reinhart, at one of the SOBDL bevies, and she's the one who referred me to the job at Muskoka. Wow. There you go. It's a great there networking event to do then. Yeah. Huge. Like it's it's such a cool opportunity, it's such a cool space. I just wow. encourage everybody, if they're too scared to go, just go. And I, I encourage the gentlemen not to genderfy women on their beer knowledge. How yeah. dare you? 
You know, like <laughs> even working, I, I would never question like one worked at the beer store, like mm-hmm. with many women. Okay. As much as there, it is a male dominant, you know, atmosphere. There's been a lot of women through there that like would kill me in beer knowledge, absolutely destroy me. And then like taking that kind of, and this understanding that like you're in the hospitality industry and like serving and bartending, I would mm-hmm. never, Oh no. Cause I, I would have someone like you come in and then be like, Oh, like would I ever absolutely not It'd be like, Oh, that's too like hoppy for you. Like, do you know where hops comes from? I'm like, no, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Cause, like I you don't know? even know. I give you like the guns, like, nah, well, you got really me. Sorry. like even our mutual friend, Diana, and, and yeah. she's so knowledgeable. And it's just like, how, like we, I, I've been virtually to every, uh, well, beer fest. Absolutely. And even like gourmet food and wine expo was like, we go to everything, all the craft beer fest. And it's like, she's so knowledgeable on that, on that topic. And it's like, holy you know like how dare you how how dare people even think about you know uh you know, yeah. trying to do that um but you know what all in all we're gonna leave that as is please guys check out the mm-hmm. society of beer drinking ladies you heard it from victoria it's a wonderful space and if you can join their virtual event that'd be really cool you know yeah i'm actually interested this is actually really cool sounding so i'm interested because like yeah i'd like to kind of get more knowledge in beer in in a safe place like this or just yeah even network sounds awesome like and if any dudes are sour about it they let dudes in after midnight if you're male identifying and you oh, really so really nice. need it to to see what we're doing without you come show up at midnight well was that a pun intended like sour about it you know like sour maybe beer? maybe uh, maybe, maybe it was clever clever <laughs> uh, you know my my real question to you is like take someone that maybe is above 55 right Mm -hmm. they're drinking labat blue they're drinking old milwaukee they're drinking um pilsners they're drinking let's just give you an example i'm drinking like an old beer it doesn't uh okay let's just let's just take like labat blue right gentlemen older gentlemen labat blue old school beer drinker how do you convert them to become a new type of beer drinker, whether to introduce them to a goes or a Rattler or an, an IPA? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. The key to that is they're already drinking beer. If they're already drinking beer, we're halfway there, right? So at that point, like I love them already, right? They're already drinking beer. I, I can make that transition. It's going to be easy. If this person was like, a devout bourbon drinker or something like that. It might be a mm. little trickier. Mm-hmm. I'm confident mm-hmm. I could still find something that that person would enjoy, but that person's already drinking beer. They're halfway there. We just have to meet them where they're at. So to your point, John Lou, I probably wouldn't give them a goes. I probably wouldn't give them like a Belgian blended Lambic that's been aged in barrels and open fermented for like six years. I wouldn't start with that. That's coming in hot, you know, like, yeah, Again, meet them where they're at, right? So if they're already drinking lagers, you know, you guys are, Selena's drinking Tread Lightly. We literally mm-hmm. designed that beer to be a better alternative to all of like the Coors Light, Michelob Ultra, all of those beers that are out there because mm-hmm. lagers are the most popular style of beer in North America, hands down. Mm-hmm. Like we can't just pretend that that's not a fact, right? And ignore that entire segment of beer drinkers. It's important to create something for that person that they'll still enjoy it's still accessible to them it's just made in a better way right Mm -hmm. and so I can sort of get romantic about that as well that usually helps them sort of see the light if you will yeah um and then it's just it's about storytelling right people really really love to hear 
that they could go to the brewery and meet the brewer of that beer. Like, can you say that about Labatt Blue? I don't think so, right? Like, you could call the brewery tomorrow and ask a question like, I like Tread Lightly. What's the ingredient that I'm tasting? And we would probably, like, transfer you to somebody in the brew house in our quality control lab that would be able to answer that question for you. I mean, it's just an easier way to connect to the brand or like, you know, they might connect you with me or someone in the tap. Our taproom team would probably be able to answer that question um, perfectly well for you. But it's just like you're not as far removed from the product when you're drinking craft. And people really, really like that. They like that aspect of it. So I find like, like I said, the dude's already drinking beer. He's halfway there. Gave him a really beautifully locally made lager. If it's not Muskoka, not the end of the day, I can get him onto something else craft. He'll come back to Muskoka eventually. Cool. There's something for everyone, it sounds like. There's something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be intimidating. It doesn't have to be snooty and like hoity-toity. Hoity-toity. I can find something for you. Yeah, like I like the way like it's written on this beer. I was just reading it right now. Tread lightly. Venture to a place where no where light beer makes no flavor sacrifice. And yeah, I, I taste the flavor. I love this light beer. Cucumber. Like out of the ones that I've had, like I like this one a lot more. And that's 110 calories per serving. So like you're not sacrificing there either. Like a lot of people, the focus now a lot is calories. People oh, okay. like lighter ah, beer. That's what I tell I'm just you. like, Most yeah, people, whatever. <laughs> to all my friends, to all my friends who listen to this podcast, you know who you are. Stop ah, counting calories. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of counting them myself, but yeah. it is important to people. And I mean, like wellness as an industry is huge now, obviously, Definitely, like way yeah. bigger than it was when bloggers were king back, you know, 10, 20 mm-hmm. years ago. But mm-hmm. that's that's the thing is that that's a, like 110 calories per serving and it's not made with high fructose corn, corn syrup like all of those other macro loggers are that's wicked yeah i know i love that see exactly so that's where it's like there's something for everyone even people that need the lighter calorie count but it tastes Mm -hmm. good still it doesn't sacrifice flavor that's awesome where do you think the beer culture is leading to in the next few years you know how every year there's a certain trend you know what what do you think is the next step or a few steps coming into uh ontario that's an interesting question i think Mm -hmm. that people are having this like re like a renaissance like a rediscovery of lagers and easier drinking beers i think people have this tendency to think that craft beer is just like really flavorful bold stuff and it's i mean it's all flavorful but it doesn't have to like kick you in the teeth with hops or like have crazy fruits or be barrel aged 17 times or whatever i think it's we're we're getting back to basics in that way Um, I can tell you, I really, really hope that the beer industry is leading to more inclusivity. And Mm. when I say that, I mean it two ways. What do you mean? Inclusivity, like Mm. elaborate on that, extrapolate. Extrapolate. Oh, look at you. (laughs) Triple word score. There it is. Um, I mean it in a couple different ways. I mean it in the fact that like, I think in Ontario, there's this there's a lot of people really, really excited about beer and like getting into craft beer. And there's a lot of new breweries popping up here, there and everywhere. And what that creates is like a level of hype that like not every beer can live up to. I don't want to like name any names, obviously, but I hope that the beer industry leads to more inclusivity in terms of 
creating like quality products that don't talk any over anybody's head, right? Like if you're okay. going to a brewery, you shouldn't feel silly just because you don't know what a goza is, or if you don't know what a like smoothie sour is, if you don't know that stuff, like you shouldn't feel bad about it. You shouldn't feel intimidated. I hope that the beer industry leans more towards making beers for everybody, not just for the aficionados or just for the experts, right? Because if we keep, if we keep doing that, we will all be as a craft beer industry trying to divide up the same slice of pie, Mm -hmm. right? Trying to compete for the same 20% of customers. Whereas Mm -hmm. like there's a whole 80% of that pie left that not a lot of breweries are talking to. And if we start bringing them into the conversation and making beers that talk directly to you in plain English, rather than like making it too complicated or making it too intimidating, the industry will grow regardless of where you are. And then the second way I mean inclusivity is that like the elephant in the room is that the craft beer industry is very white. It's, it's very like, Mm. homogenous right now we need to start talking to different groups of people we need to start including more underrepresented communities into the conversation whether that has to do with race or gender or sexual identity wow we need say that eh? like i i feel like you know there was a large mix like that's crazy maybe is it craft you know that that that, that's the reason for and like I, i worked at the beer store four and a half years i felt like all different types of races came in there you know like there was no there was no discrimination in terms of like that. I don't know how, like you, you really like, I, I guess you, you, you do like provide a point. Absolutely. I just mm-hmm. never saw it like that. You know, you, you kind of like enlightened my, my view. As well, like, I think maybe you're right. to no fault of your own, John Luca, I think that yeah. if you maybe never thought of that because you didn't have to, whereas like in a lot of advertising for craft beer and a lot of tap rooms, like in a lot of these craft beer festivals, it's like overwhelmingly white people and it's up to us to bring include more seats at the table to include more people in the conversation and make these spaces not just say they're safe for everybody but actually physically do stuff to make it that way right right um like i've been to the beer festival so i know what you mean like in toronto we had like a couple maybe a few I don't know, Jolene, how many ton. have you been? <laughs> what are you talking about? Right? Like, there's all so year. I, many. I've been to but... Roundhouse Beer Fest in midwinter, right. mm-hmm. minus 28. The taps are frozen. They're not serving beer anymore. But I've keep in mind, guys, mid-July. too. Like, yeah. yeah, like, like you look around. The three of us were in the GTA. We're in Toronto. Yeah. It's a big province. Exactly. Right? So, like, we might be seeing more underrepresented communities, like the three of us, in the festivals that we go to. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't say the same for the mm-hmm. rest of the province and the rest of Canada. Right. No, definitely. That's what, where I was going. Like I, I you kind of look around, it, it, it isn't there yet. So I know what you mean. And yeah. Like, which it's great to acknowledge that. And if they're trying to do that, that's great that this industry is, is making moves. Hopefully. I hope absolutely. so. That's yeah. what, that's the trend that I would like to see. Definitely. And do you think that Toronto could be a pioneer city? For doing that? Do you think that we're doing something different than other cities in the world? I mean, we could. Sure. I think we could. Um, I think that Ontario is definitely at the point where our industry, our craft beer industry in Ontario is on the world stage. 
Like we are brewing at that level now, I think. Because there, there's so many different regions uh, of beer and, and like brewers, right? Like a lot of people don't know, but like there's not only wineries in Prince Edward County, there's breweries in Prince Edward County. Mm-hmm. You go to Niagara on the Lake, people think of Niagara on the Lake as only wine country, but there's brewers out there as well. You know, like the, where you guys are, yeah. there's so many different uh, places that like breweries exist. And I feel like, you know, not a lot of people know about them. Even if you look at like Kitchener Waterloo, we have the, in Kitchener Waterloo, they have the second biggest Oktoberfest in the I world. I used to go every year. Like I know. Yeah. Like it's a huge opportunity on, in Ontario to, you know, really represent on the world stage. So I think the brewing quality is there. I just think, yeah, it, it is an opportunity for Toronto to sort of be that model. Wow. You know what? I, I think that's well said. And hopefully we're, we're leading in the right direction to to this, Vic. Like you, you put up some fantastic points that, you know what? I'm going to keep my eyes up for. I never really saw it the way you kind of enlightened me to. And I, I thank you for that. Oh, no worries. I'll say like there's a ton of people you can follow on Instagram at Beer Diversity being one of them. She'll lead you in down that rabbit hole of work to do. Um, but yeah, just... To close out that thought, it is our work to do, not the burden of underrepresented communities, but I think we can do it. Um, you know, along your history, um, starting from day one, uh, I always ask this question, and I know Selena does as well. Are there any role models or influencers that uh, you look up to and that maybe put you on this path to just your love and passion for beer? I was thinking about that. I mean, the person that I just uh, referenced, Ren Navarro, who is at Beer Diversity on Instagram, and she has her own company. She's super inspirational. Um, I will say, yeah, Jen Reinhardt, the person that uh, she co-founded SOBDL. She got me my first intro at Muskoka Brewery. She now works for Great Lakes Brewery. I think she's super inspirational. Um, but then I also like am a human woman. So I think of people like Beyonce, Ooh. like people <laughs> like you know, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's incredible. She's nice, making waves. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's sort of like, you know, Serena Williams. All of, I hate the- Serena. T- like, I, These are very strong women. Yeah. These are- <laughs> I hate the, like, I hate to throw out the term like boss babe because I think it's like so overused and like so commodified now, but- But you read the book and- it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. But- that's those are sort of like, and then to get cheesy with it, like my mom, obviously huge Aww, influence. Oh, that was that was called for. That's so nice of oh. you. She's great. She's my biggest fan. And thanks, um, mom. I'm hers. I'm her. shout out Janet. She's probably listening too. She will Hi, absolutely. Janet. This is probably the first podcast she's ever listened to, and she's one thousand percent gonna like download the app just to listen to it. Oh my god! Thanks, Janet. Shout out to <laughs> Janet. We love you, Janet. <laughs> Victoria, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts, all right, mm-hmm. for joining our Famous Friends podcast. You are now one of our official Famous Friends, all right? I want you to tell the people where they can get in contact with you. Well, thank you so much for having me. People can follow me at Victoria Brews on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, you can email me if you want to buy beer from me, victoria.rhombus at muskokabrewery.com. Um yeah, just start the conversation. Give me a shout on Instagram. See what I'm up to. All right. Thank Wait you it. so much, Victoria from Muskoka Brewery. 
our co-host Selena. Thank you for joining us this evening. Cheers. Cheers, guys. guys.